Hey everyone, welcome back to a brand new episode of the Long Lost Heroes podcast. I'm AJ. And I'm Frank. And we have an awesome episode for you here today. Episode 8 of WandaVision, previously on, just aired yesterday. Frank and I are here to recap. Frank, what did you think of this episode? Uh, I thought it was good. It was the longest one we've had. Yes. Um, but uh, we were just saying before the podcast started, it's our expectations of it being like the big action-y crazy episode a la Game of Thrones um, was not the case. There yeah. was this, this was more of a, a backstory episode leading up into the finale, which yeah. is also fine because we got a lot of juicy stuff. It was, and and it was a very in-depth, very in-detailed, you know, I think going into WandaVision, I would have thought that the flashbacks would have come more sporadically throughout the season over time, kind of more how we're used to in typical TV show format. Um, right. This one felt very, because we're, we know it's a fake world, we know that Wanda's creating this, you know, this had to feel like, you know, you know, that we had to be able to see through the illusion and into her past. And this felt very like, just like end game for me in a lot of ways. Do you feel that? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I know what you mean. Like, it's kind of like in the way that end game kind of bounced around through all the cool events of, well, of then it's the also saga. when she's talking yeah. to uh, Agatha as they're traveling back, like, is she, you know, manipulating the universe acting as her, as she's traveling through, like, is that, are we going to find that uh, out in the next episode? Like, was, w- w- did- was this just like, actual was this actual time travel or was this just like some sort of illusion to look at her memories? Right. Like what were we, what was going on here? Cause when Agatha's like, you know, Oh, were you doing this? Which is comes later on. We got to get into spoilers, but like, yeah, I don't know. To me, this episode, it was it was really interesting. It wasn't what I expected. Um, I think we've been really enjoying bouncing back and forth from our sword team <laughs> of yeah, you know random yeah. people and kind of seeing what's going on with them week to week. Uh, and this episode, you know, we didn't get any of them. It's really just all Wanda. Yeah, which is, I think is good and bad. Like like we said, this is the longest one, um, and it makes us wonder. If they they tease some of the these flashbacks out over the course of the series, maybe there would have been more time to check in with the other characters. Maybe, um, but maybe you're also further digging into her character a little bit. Like I think yeah. most people didn't know who Wanda Maximoff was. You know, maybe in December of 2020, <laughs> and I think that now she's it's become this huge phenomenon that. And especially the way that this show has been run, the format of it, especially playing with all the things we know about television, you know, during yeah. the pandemic, while we've all just been home streaming and watching our televisions. Uh, She's fully realized now. Like, yeah, this, like this episode, if anything, like if you haven't watched any of the movies and if you haven't watched the show so far, which I don't know why you would jump in at episode eight. But like this is a great primer on her and why. Totally. She's important and why she's going to be really important moving forward, because I don't think uh, it's a coincidence, you know, like this is kicking off phase four and um, she's going to be a big player in the rest of the movies. And I also um, think that this proves that their model is going to work, that if you mm -hmm. take these characters that you can do, you know, I think they're more 
I wouldn't call this a smaller story because it, it does feel on the scale of the MCU when you get larger outside of Westview. Right. But I think, you know, this show in particular has really worked very hard to showcase that you, if you take these characters, which you may or may not know, which have great, you know, comic backstories, you can make great episodic television. And I'm excited to see what they do with Falcon and Winter Soldier after this, you know, particularly, yeah. but this has been a this is a ser- serious hit. So before we get into any other spoilers, I, you know this episode is great. We're very excited for next week. Um, that's yeah. it. Yeah, excited for next week. Uh, sad for it to end because uh, while we can guess that the character, well, we know Wanda is going to continue on. Uh, some of the other people we're going to probably see, uh, but I think the show, this format, uh, will be end ending. Um, and so if she ends up having another property on disney plus we'll see but um i could see a movie you know i think if this is good and and dr strange ends in a way where she can continue to be a part of it i think you know give her you know more to do maybe just team her up with dr strange for future films you know like yeah the whole i i do think they are smart to be pairing avengers in the solo movies now Oh, yeah. And you they've know, been doing that for a while. And, and that was like one of the best things they could do. <laughs> yeah. So this is that that's going to work that 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 plays. Um, I'm a, I'm sad that we don't get more of that in, in this and, and we can get into spoilers now, because like, yeah, I, I think that there's a lot of reveals in this episode of particularly what's going on with Pietro that I think none of us saw coming. I didn't see coming to play on one of his classic quotes, um, which is. <laughs> that it turns out Pietro is fake Pietro and he's not dead Pietro who is, you know, has all these, he's buried on another continent and full of holes, but also that, you know, this was some other person that she just possessed and right. was Pietro. Whether this is, he's from the multiverse unclear, probably not, I would say most likely not at this point. <laughs> That's kind of the way they're going, and you know the, what what she talked about was like, oh, it wasn't reanimating, like yeah, like right. You said, that she, she didn't bring his body back to life because that would have been more difficult than just finding this random guy that happens to look like the other Pietro. So it's more for like the audience, I think, than than for her, or like to to actually say, oh, this is Pietro um, from another universe. Like we may, that may still be, but. Um, I think it, it's looking less and less likely, which is like right. somewhat disappointing. But it, it, also... it is, but it's okay. I I think yeah. you know they were right to fuck with us. We were right to get excited, you know. But now we should, you know, looking back on it, <laughs> we could have held our expectations a little bit better. Sure, but I think there is still more to meets the eye with him because it's well, like... yes, because that brings us kind of into where this episode goes, right? Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't want to cut you off, but I want to talk about it in order if that's okay. Uh, well, I was, I was mo- mostly alluding to the post-credit scene from last week. Um, because, right. Like he, he pops up there and we haven't seen him since. And like the way that she refers to him as like, like her, her eyes and ears, like, I, I don't know there, there's, he may, I don't know. We don't know what he is yet still. Yeah, we have no clue. He could be anything. We don't know. 
Uh, no, no more. I'm not going to guess who he is. <laughs> so, uh, but in this episode, I think they do a very good job of making up the powerful threat that Agatha Harkness is. And they start in, with the origin. It feels like a movie at the start. Yeah, that's oh, like how is... Thor opens, you know? Yeah. Like, we open up a couple of hundred years ago, and, you know, I thought she was being taken in by the Puritan people at first. It was very interesting to see her get taken in by this coven of witches. <laughs> right. And well, it, exactly. Like, as soon as she's around the stake, and then you see some, like, the magic behind her wrist, it's like, uh-oh. Okay, but they were so vague. That was, that is what's weird about this that scene, is that, I was expecting we would get like who she's been practicing with, right? Because you would right. think that they would want to allude or maybe start establishing if there is a big bad who it, who she's working with, and they don't really do a very good job of doing it in, this, in that scene. I'm sure that's intentional. Probably, it, it is very coy because it there. It's clear that she was part of them, but somehow she's become more powerful somehow. Totally, and and, and, and it's latent, it's kind of like Scar- Scarlet Witch, right? Um. So it's interesting to see that she's, you know, super strong. Ultimately, she zaps all the power out of the, you know, the other parts of the coven. <laughs> you Is know? that actually her mother? I don't know. It makes sense. She steals the brooch. She also yeah. could be the mother of the coven. I could understand, like, in, you know. Yeah. I, have... I guess it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it doesn't. <laughs> I went to a uh, one of the last things I went to outdoors was uh, a show called The Comedy Coven. It was like right around Halloween. I went with a, a friend and he was like, oh, this is cool. And we saw another buddy there and they're like, oh, you know, what are you doing? How are you here? And it's like, oh, it's good to be friends with the coven, you know, <laughs> <laughs> be on their side. <laughs> yeah. You know, <laughs> let uh, them do what they want to do. Yeah, and don't that's fine. <laughs> um, so now that like sh- we see like her origin story her powers i love that it it opens purple and like you see like you know we're really building into like this classic character a- and you know something that i think is interesting and i also think is a place that they could go i think marvel is want to do this with their villains where it's a uh you know unexpected you know where we think it's going to be somebody and it's not and I think, yeah. you know, that she's been her friend, but that doesn't mean she has to be her friend now. And but it also doesn't mean that she's not, like, completely evil. That's true. That's because true. Because she's really, like, even in the beginning, like, yeah, she she's pretty bad and she kills all them. <laughs> yeah, it's, but, that, that's rough. <laughs> but there was just... her interest in Wanda is, like, almost out of curiosity. It's like, how are you doing this? Like, I want to know how I want to do this. But not necessarily like I want to kill you for it or whatever, right? Like, but she knows what she is now, and th- and that's yeah. what we have to get there. So, this episode is titled "Previously on." This is one of the episodes where I kind of had a good guess of what was going to happen from the title. So, I'm cool with them when they were withholding the titles. Yeah. Um, but yeah. this is really this really establishes, I would say, all of Wanda's trauma, and we're going to revisit it. You know, very specifically pinpointing things from her past that we've either heard or known about, but we yeah. never saw directly. We're going to see them directly now. Well, even in the description of the episode, it pretty much gives it all away, yeah. which like, you know, it's kind of hard to avoid that. <laughs> like, right. don't look at the screen while I click play. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, but yeah, we, we have like a really good like scene though, before they, they do their, their time hopping. Um, where she calls and... her out on like not knowing about the magic, which is oh, very yeah. cool. Yeah, very very cool because it's like 
you're just doing this stuff and you don't realize that there is, and that kind of tracks with the comic books too. Yeah. Like that she has these abilities and she, she's like casting spells, but she's like just thinking about doing it instead of like other people who train to do it. Like, like Agatha. Right. Um, and, and Doctor Strange. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Doctor Strange. There's, there's a lot I want to talk about with that too, but we can go, go through the, the time vortex of, that that lock of hair, which was a thing that they did in in Thor Ragnarok too, I saw that on the internet. That the, the lock of hair is significant. Um, when they do the, the lock of hair in Thor Ragnarok, when when Doctor Strange um, helps him use like a, a portal to go find Odin. Oh right, right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So there, there's something about like DNA and magic, I guess. Oh boy, <laughs> oh boy, that's good. Um, that tracks. So. They have this really good establishing scene. She calls her out. She's like, you can't fuck with me. I, I will kill you. I have your kids. We have to go, and you have to help me now. And whether or not we're traveling back in time or we are revisiting memories, we don't know. Um, yeah. But I think it's safe to say that when we're revisiting this, it's triggering a lot within Wanda to get – um, both her and Agatha to the next step of her trauma, right? Like they go to the, the place and they're like, okay, this is where it started. Okay. This is where you got your powers. Okay. What, this is where you were, you know, sort of happy. And then here's where you were, you know, went crazy. Right. Well, and so I honestly, as I was watching it, I did not think of it as a time travel. I really thought of it as memory. Um, sure. She, she was like playing the role again, kind of thing. Sure. Um, and because, like, the other thing is, like, I don't feel like she changed things. I mean, obviously, we've never seen these events before. Um, we've only heard about them. But it seems like um, we're just, like, gaining insight into kind of the things that were going on with her at the time. Right. Um, which is fine. I mean, and also, if, even if it is time travel, like, and she didn't change things, that's, you know. That's kind of the, the like best case scenario, right? That's stuff that doesn't happen in like Endgame. <laughs> they always fuck up the timeline, right? Um, but okay, so like let's start with um, the the first one, which is uh, at her home in Sokovia with her parents and her and Pietro as as children, which we've heard about. We heard about. We talked about in uh, our Age of Ultron episode, uh, but we've never seen. Um, and then they add in this extra layer of uh, their father bringing back all these DVDs. And I like had to think for a second. I was like, well, how old would they have been for like Malcolm in the Middle to be on DVD and a classic that they want to watch? <laughs> <laughs> but no, that wasn't going to happen. But that, that was yeah. it was it was a super cute, super endearing scene. And like it brought you in very quickly into what they're doing. The only thing that I think could have enriched this scene was a line of dialogue saying why they couldn't leave or like knowing this was kind of like the end. You know what I mean? Kind of like the last ship on the like being low on the Titanic and being like, we're not going to survive this war tonight. Like, let's stay in with the kids and they don't have to know. Yeah, you know, I, it, I guess this that's... needed one. This needed one amped up moment of that extra dramatic level uh, just a, a like a, a small conversation between their the parents right like, exactly out, when she looked out the window and saw the firefight going on if she had a moment to say like let's like 
watch the show to keep them distracted or something. Yeah. Maybe we got to rewatch it. Maybe they said it. I I just, I feel like that was missing and that could have been because otherwise the whole scene, I'm like, just leave, just go get the fuck out of here. You can't stay here. This is not going to work. Right. You know, we know what's about to happen. (laughs) Right. And I mean, that's, that's what's the, I guess the tragedy of it is maybe because maybe they did think they were safe and maybe, um, or I mean, what we, this is getting deeper than I thought I would go, but like the fact that we find out that obviously there may be something within Wanda and probably Pietro that uh, allows her to have these abilities later in her life. Is that also the case for, for their parents? Um, and maybe they were thinking that they were, were protected in some way, but ah, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> you know, okay, so it, it's, I like the parents. I thought that scene was cute. I like that they had the DVDs. That was very cute. That to me reminded me of like, oh, this is like a cute little family. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And then you see the big Stark missile. And like yeah, and like it, then you're like back to the origin of what we know from them that they had to sit there for two days and just you know hope, you know, right? And that was a very endearing, you know. Also, the little girl they got was good. I, I like that. I thought it was. Yeah, it, this made sense. And then now let's talk about Hydra. So, well, uh, the last thing I'll say is so like obviously throughout it they're watching uh, the Dick Van oh, Dyke right. show, which was cool because that's very much like the first and like that's as we're going along we're gonna you know tag the shows that why it's important for her um they actually had him dick van dyke consult on this show which was cool really Um, yeah which but he also had like zero clue of like what the marvel universe was and like how successful it is he's like oh you're the most successful movie of all time cool all right well we did this show back in the 50s (laughs) (laughs) um but like I, I the only thing like that maybe doesn't track as well for me is like as she's watching the show while the the bomb's going off it just doesn't feel that same like oh we hate tony stark now kind of thing but i guess maybe that bruise in them over time yeah they, well they wouldn't know who tony stark is they're little kids i guess that's true you know they would come to find out later on maybe even through hydra um but and then the, the last last thing before we get to the next scene when when they cut and Agatha, like, you know, comes questions out and her. D- questions her is like, oh, did you have some sort of ability? Were you stopping it from blowing up? Like, how how did this happen? That's like a huge thing that we've always speculated, but right. never have been c- confirmed to be true, which is still out there for sure. Here, well, <laughs> here we go. So because of that, we when we get to the scene in Hydra. You know, you see her at her lowest point. She's joining, you know, she wanted to change the world, which I kind of get. Like, you know, they wanted to try to show somebody who's really at their wit's end. And she's like, yeah, I'll join these crazy fascists. Who who cares? Well, the other thing that's clarifying, like, I forgot in the movies that they kind of, I think when they were recruited, they were recruited by S.H.I.E.L.D. because Hydra was within S.H.I.E.L.D. Right. And I think only as they got deeper and deeper were understood that it became Hydra. But I think they were still like, well, their mission is still aligned with what we want to do. So I don't think they were like, Oh, let's go find these Nazis. Like, you know? Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so now, so at the base, they have Loki's staff and I think it was super cool how they do the scene. So like she comes in, 
she's there. She states that she's, you know, <laughs> willing and volunteering. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, walks up. Uh, and then, you know, she has a totally different scene than what they see on the cameras. You know, it yeah. like, defies reality. And it's a super great scene. So, like, she stands there. The the ruby or the sapphire, like, comes off of the staff. It breaks open to reveal the yellow mind stone. She sees it. She has this connection with it. We don't see too much more. And then she kind of passes out. And then she... Uh, we see one thing more. Oh, right, right, right. Yes. We see a flash of what looks like the true comic book version of the Scarlet Witch. Sure. Um, whether it's like a reflection or, or, or whatever, but it's, um, it's, I think signifying that, and we'll get there, uh, later that this, this is kind of a part of her and whether that's like it unlocking in her or, um, was there all along is still remains to be seen, but yeah, no one else sees that. (laughs) Okay. That, oh man. Right. So is that Wanda from the future? Who is, who is that? So, um, so all through the episode, I was like, oh, are they going to do the mutants thing? Are they going to be like, they've had these abilities all along. And I feel like by the end, they don't really lean into that. And th- what right. they're more leaning into is that she is embodied by this like Scarlet Witch, almost like the Phoenix. I feel uh, like this is the way they're doing it. And it's like this power is a part of her and it's... um. You know, and, and they think there's also something to be said about like that she's got her, her powers are red or scarlet, uh, Agatha's yes. are purple, the, the Coven are blue, Doctor Strange is like orangey gold, like <laughs> like there's like some sort of something different there. lightsaber colors, different lightsabers, different Power Rangers, <laughs> like whatever. <laughs> um, but there's it's a funny, reason Frank, that the, I'm sorry. The, the powers that there's a like. The colors must signify something. And like yes. Scarlet Witch maybe as this like mythical being has now become a part of Wanda, which is definitely, I think, a lot different than the origins we were expecting. <laughs> definitely. And it, it, it so after you see her like get the cool powers, she's like in this cell watching Brady Bunch, which is super weird. Uh huh. Um, and then Did the, she like request that or is it just like this is what we got? <laughs> I don't know. It was so it, maybe it was torture. I don't get it. Uh, and then, you know, we, you know, once we cut to the vision scene, um, we have a really touching scene. One of the better scenes, I think, of the whole series. Oh, yeah. Where, you know, she's obviously grieving about Pietro and vision is trying to comfort her. And he's, you know, he's like, I've, n- I've never known death or anything like this, but. There has to be more to, you know, your life than just to grieve. And it's a very moving and touching scene. And they're watching yeah. Malcolm in the Middle on like a, you know, a 90s. A, it's not a 90s, a, you know, an early, you know, you know, HD TV <laughs> watching yeah. Malcolm in the Middle. Yeah. And like and, tracking up at the comedy, which is really funny. And I mean, he has like an amazing line of that, like something about grief is is like that love endures uh, something. I don't remember the exact quote, but it was like, that's, that's awesome. And it like, just like one of the things about sci-fi and like, I just always love this, like androids or, you know, 
like something something that can't understand humanity, learning humanity better than we can in some ways, or like it's kind of a really cool thing. And I, I think that it's a really great setup for Vision. Um, we learn learn a lot about him because he's still really young here, and um, uh, we we'll see him later on and and under start to understand love. But right. And then the tragedy of uh, real tragedy of the episode is that we see in <laughs> in the in the show we see Malcolm in the middle, we see Brian Cranston. So I think that just throws away any possibility of ever showing up. <laughs> oh no, I didn't even think about that. I was like, no, why couldn't they have used some other show? <laughs> yeah, that's so true. That's so true because. Again. <laughs> it'll right. break your brain but like yeah. they've seen star wars is mace windu not played by samuel l jackson no i don't think the prequels exist in the mcu oh. <laughs> okay. yeah i don't think the prequels exist i think it's a a different universe okay i'll i'll buy that for a dollar and they also don't have they're also not gonna have the sequels because we're about to have oscar isaac that's true we don't yeah. have we don't have adam driver or anybody else yet mm-hmm Adam Driver, okay. I don't think will ever be a Marvel superhero. Nah, no, he's too cool. Shout out to Adam Driver if he's out there. Maybe he's listening. Maybe he wants to watch his WandaVision. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> Kylo, how do you feel about WandaVision? Oh, it's a very good show. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so grumbling. Okay, yeah, the scene with Hayward is weird. Do you feel that too? Well, I feel that. Uh, it's there. I mean, there's obviously something else going on because like, as you're watching it, you expect it to end a certain way based on what we've seen and heard already about her, like breaking right. into the Avengers or the sword facility and stealing the, the body of vision. Um, so it is weird and oh, it's so heartbreaking to watch uh, what they did to him. It's also like he wasn't really a total asshole when she went in there. Exactly. You know, like I, I could understand his point of view, you know, whereas he's there. He has this superpower, $3 billion worth of vibranium robot that the robot has personally asked, do not use me as a weapon. And yeah. he has a very good cover of saying, like, I'm not. I'm going to dismantle him and take him apart. But actually, I'm rebuilding another one. <laughs> right. Right. They want to. I mean, and his point of view, it's like, yeah, you can't just bury all that in the ground. You can't. Someone will dig it up and do something bad with it. Right? He, he's like, right. He's got he's, a really convincing point. Yeah. You know? uh, but yeah, uh, it's it's just, oh, seeing him like broken apart like that is, is horrible. And, but like, then we see her leave without him, without Vision. Right. Um, they, she has this, you know, touching scene where she's like, I can't feel you. And she she goes and gets in her car, which it's like weird to see her driving, but fine. <laughs> right. Um, and she's got this letter, which like at first I thought it was like someone left something in her car for her. And that's how this whole thing started. But it's not. It's revealed that it's this this title to this this home in Westview that her and Vision bought and uh, to start a life together, which is very much uh, like the comic books and it's just like really sad to to see her go there without him 
Um, just totally break down and create a whole new pocket reality. <laughs> as one does. As one does. Like, it really does bring her to the level of power that we've never seen from a solo hero before. And, yeah, you know, they do a good job of, like, let's give her a four-minute sequence of, like, what that's going to look like and revisit this little shitty town so you get exactly what's about to happen. Yeah, And, and when they do, you feel it, and you feel her rage and, and grief. Um, you do. And as she's driving through before, you see all the... All the casting characters, ca- casting characters. You see all the locations. Um, again, I was like, "Oh, are we, is she about to drive up to Dottie's or like somebody else to like have her?" Do, and it's like, "Nope, she just does it by herself." Um, obviously, there's always a possibility that there's more than meets the eye here, but um, yeah, I mean, she just. And I thought it was like, okay, she's going to start with the house. It's like, nope, it just goes full on, and then she creates vision. Yeah. Out of this. Like, I, so when before we thought maybe she had his body and was able to bring it back to life, like, this is truly a construct from her powers, not with like the actual vibranium body. Yeah. It's that part was super trippy because to, you know, I think we, I had kind of believed that she had stolen vision. I was kind of sold on that theory. Yeah. Um, which doesn't mean that we don't know that she didn't do that, right? Like, is she bringing vision from that other reality there? Like, what is she? We don't know. But to, if we're going to go with the simplest being the always the easiest answer, that she is 100% creating him out of whole cloth. She is really very powerful. Right. But, and which even more explains why he couldn't leave. Exactly. And, and he why he was he breaking is, apart. He is a was, product of that reality. He does exactly. not exist outside of this world. Right. And so, and, and earlier in the series, when we were like looking at the cast of characters, it's like, okay, all these people lived in Westview. The one that they couldn't identify was Agatha because, or Agnes, because she came to Westview after. Uh, Wanda did this. Right. Um, and then um, I think the other big question mark is kind of around the kids because while uh, they, they're they still there in Westview and um, Agatha has them in, in her possession, um, are they real people or are they other constructs um, that she, she built uh, from her powers? Hmm. I think we're... I think they're leaning into that that she's creating this. You know, I agree that that she's on a level we've never seen before. What she's doing brought Agatha to this. We're gonna see that in the beginning of the next episode. Um, And then I also think we're gonna learn a lot, a a couple of harsh facts. I don't know, like according to, you know, Monica, she says that you know the kids are definitely real. I don't know, and I feel like that could be snapped out right from under her and cause her to go real ragey, ragey. That's kind of how I feel like things are going to go too. Yeah. Um, (laughs) And the the reason why, and I think we can like dive into the post credit scene here is because we've seen that Hayward and his team have rebuilt the vision. Yep. And while they didn't say the, 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 
drone thing is unstable. They did use it. Yep. <laughs> um, and they used it to power and boot him up. But he's like the white vision from the comics, which presumably won't have any of his memories. Right. Um, and it will probably be somewhat of an antagonist in, in next week's episode. But I think, and we said this before the, the episodes are recording, the vision of her reality and the actual physical body are probably going to become one by the end. That's what I'm kind of thinking they're going to do here. And so if she has vision back, but the reality goes away, maybe the kids are gone and that's her new trauma moving forward. Yeah. You know, she could always adopt. Uh, but what I hope that we're going to see is something really, you know, cool and exciting done with this alternate vision or, um, bad vision or, uh, you know, what are other jokes? <laughs> uh, impaired vision, ghost vision, ghost vision. Sure. Um, uh, you know, he's going to be a totally cataract, whoever he's going to be, mm. uh, you know, definitely going to be a serious, uh, you know, throwdown, which will be nice. Uh, we will probably see vision on vision action. Definitely. <laughs> definitely. Um, uh, so, yeah, it's also interesting because now if you think about it, if Vision is a, fun, a whole, you know, embodiment of her, then how is he so sentient? You know what I mean? Right. You know, how is he, you know, going through this, you know, with her as well? And then uh, I think it has, you know, I think it has something to do with the Mind Stone. Um, sure. And and her memories. And because he's a, like a product of the Mind Stone as well. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. So we'll end here, you know. So the the end of the episode is uh, the kids are being held captive by the throat by Agatha Harkness, now in full costume, um, who reveals that Wanda uses chaos magic, her classic power set from the comics. <sighs> and it's huge. And that she is the Scarlet Witch. Yes. Dee, 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 dee. Well, Please and stand I think by. The, the important thing about the chaos magic. I, I don't think she always ha used it in the comics. I think she, the, the hex powers are her first thing, but the chaos magic was something that kind of kicked off around Avengers disassembled before house of M. And I think, uh, in, in the comics, Dr. Strange was like, what's chaos magic? Like this is, <laughs> <laughs> this is even new to him. What, what, what is chaos magic? How does so, he even sound? He sounds like house. <laughs> But like, uh, yeah, and so I think that's again another big hint as, as to what, where they're going because Chaos Magic and House of M are kind of more, uh, connected, and that's one of the things that this show is based on. So we will see. Uh, can't wait. I, I think there there still may be. A, they're a setting major... up a bit. They the only problem with doing it this way, right? And I think we both can agree is now the payoffs next week, the expectation is now so much higher right. than it was for what we were going into this week. And I think that was a smart model of using that Game of Thrones used because it really did allow them to kill off major characters and then move on, right? Because you could right. kill off somebody and then you could say, okay, like here's the aftermath of that and, and here's new characters you can follow along that are going to give you hope next season. Um and they didn't they didn't do that here. Well, so, and you know, the Game of Thrones method is only uh 
Yeah, it only really works for them. And then it only adopted by some other things. But I think like what they're they're leaning into is like, well, we're going to wrap up our story here and there isn't another season of WandaVision, but you can, you know, go to the movies and see the next element or, or whatever of this universe. And so that's why I think that they want to go out big with, with the finale. And But you're right. The expectations are very high. There's still um, some major questions. Yeah. Um, I do think that there, there is some major cameo or um, major actor that is going to pop up that we don't know. It would have been cool to like for them to do one of those classic old like TV show endings where it was like, "Will we find out what happens to Monica Rambeau? <laughs> Who is Pietro Maximoff? <laughs> where is Vision and Darcy? <laughs> Tune in next week on WandaVision." You yeah, know? I, I think so. Or that would have been really good to do like at the top of the series when they were in that kind of era. <laughs> yeah, but, like just... because like the TV veil is kind of almost completely gone, right? Well, it's interesting because it's the homage that I think will be what's noteworthy, right? Like, that's what the Academy Awards always love. You know, movies about Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a television show about television, you know? So yeah. it's interesting that they went that route. But I think going forward, what they're what they're trying to do is just be in the regular MCU continuity. Yep. And we've kind of been in that for maybe, you know, the last you know, 70 odd minutes of this show, (laughs) you know, everything else before that was, you know, we were in the, we were in her bubble. We were in her reality hex bubble. Yeah. I mean, we still are, but I think because she's, uh, she's got other things to focus on. She's not really uh, spinning the stories, the storylines anymore. Like what, what is everyone else just standing around like uh, (laughs) zombies now or, um, is there? Are some we going to see them act as zombies? That would be cool. Is this, uh, yeah. Will some? Will Agatha somehow take control of them and like she have to fight them off? Ah, we'll see. Um, it's going to be exciting. I think it's going to be good. Um, uh, yeah, can't wait. You know, Any, go ahead. No, I'm I'm excited to see who our astrophysicist is going to be. I think that is now the expectations are super high for that. Right. You know, I think, you know, going forward, they would have personally, in my opinion, and maybe they will do this in other shows. We'll see how, you know, Falcon plays out. But personally, I liked how Mandalorian spread things out over many episodes so that you felt, you know, the growth. And and it wasn't just as if like, okay, like, here's all your cameos at the end. Um, so you have Bo-Katan, you have Ahsoka, and then you get Luke Skywalker. Right. You know, here, yes, we've had Pietro. Yes, we just got the reveal that, yes, she is indeed Agatha Harkness. But we've heard so much about what's coming that now they're like, <laughs> you know, it was interesting to see that Feige went out and did an interview like this week, right? Mm-hmm. To kind of go out and, you know, maybe talk about what's going to happen going forward with Wanda and and the next couple of projects. Um, so yeah, yeah. I, I don't know. Final thoughts, anything else? No, I, I, I'm excited for the end. Um, we also, we got a date for Loki. Um, it's a little yes. later than we thought. So June 11th, my dad's birthday. Great. And so that's a little bit of a break, right? It, it seems like it, unless they want to surprise us with something else. Sure. Um, 
And then uh, we have the the title for Spider-Man 3, which is Spider-Man No Way Home. Oh, yeah. Mm. Um, so, again... Multiverse. Don't love it. <laughs> I don't. I don't love it. But it. You know what? What does No Way Home mean? I mean, that was always even a speculation. The last far from movie home. was Far From Home. The last movie yeah. was Far From Home. They had to move home somewhere else in the wordplay. <laughs> far From Home. No Way Home. Can't go home. Home alone. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> slice alone. Like you can't. No more. You can't do it. I, I'm. I think it's a. It's going to be interesting to see where they're going with this. You know, um, I guess they're all going to show us in the next episode. <laughs> yep. We'll find out. We'll, we'll find see. out. I think the main thing that we're looking for is next week, will the multiverse actually be realized? Because that's what we've been speculating all along. And we were know, told this. We were told this by Kevin Feige. That it's a big part and theme of, of, of phase four. And so, so far, it hasn't really happened. So far, uh, not so much. But we still in, love it. We're still very happy, really. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but it's not really. You, you, it can't pull another, like, fast one on us like they did with Spider-Man 2. Like, yeah, that wasn't the actual multiverse. So uh, this better be. <laughs> yeah, we are. We are excited for our toys, Mr. Feige. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, all right, everybody. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we really appreciate you guys week to week. Please give us a rating, a review. Um, it could be super duper short. You could ask us questions in the reviews. That's fine too. Sure. Um, we will totally answer them. Uh, you can tweet us or, you know, send us messages online at LLH podcast. You can check out our website, www.longlostheroes.net. You can email us info at longlostheroes.net. You can, uh, you know, I don't know. Say hello. Find our find our podcast on Apple, Google, Spotify, Stitcher. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm Frank. I'm AJ. And we will be back next week for the finale of WandaVision. Thanks everyone.